0: Are you working? What kind of work do you
1: doing? This is the Punt and Pass Podcast.
0: Touchdown, baby!
1: Now, here are your hosts, two-time All-American punter Drew Butler. Mark Rick would like Drew Butler to hit it a mile in the air. And he did And the SEC's career leader in touchdown passes and completions, Aaron
0: Murray. Touchdown! In stride as he crosses the goal line. Put it right on his hip. What a throw. Now with the latest from around the SEC and the world of college football,
1: it's the Punt and Pass Podcast. Get to the house! Sideline! Pylon! Touchdown! But the dogs are on the board first.
0: Victory is mine surprisingly, I believe. for your next mistake. I put in work and watch my status escalate.
2: Welcome into the punt and pass podcast. I'm your host, Drew Butler. Join alongside my co-host, Aaron Murray. Be sure to follow us on social media at punt and pass on Twitter and Instagram. I am at Drew Butler. Aaron is at Aaron Murray11. And head on over to puntandpass.com, the number one destination for all things college football. It's got our YouTube page up there. Check out the YouTube. It's Halloween. We may or may not be wearing costumes right now, um, but our kids most definitely were. We just got off the trick-or-treat trail. It's got our blog up there, our merch, our picks, anything you need in the world of college football, puntandpass.com. And this episode of Punt and Pass is brought to you by Solomon Brothers Jewelers. That's right. Our great new partners over at Solomon Brothers are going to get you ready for the holiday season. We know that the holiday season is the number one time for you to get your significant other, your girlfriend, your fiance, your wife, whatever it is, a nice piece of jewelry to gain some favor on the home front. There is no better place to do it than Solomon Brothers Jewelers. It's family owned and operated since 1982. That's right. For over 35 years, they have the largest diamond and jewelry inventory in the southeast and Solomon Brothers is for anyone with any budget big or small and you can make that budget go further when you mention punt and pass you get a 10% off discount of your jewelry purchase. We love Solomon Brothers and Aaron and I are heading there this week with the girls, with the wives. So we cannot wait to bring you our in-store review of Solomon Brothers. I think we're going to gain some favor on the home front, Murray. You and I are trying to get on the golf course. Look, if you want to sneak out on the golf course and, and let your ladies slide away with you know, a nice little afternoon with less questions asked than usual, take them to Solomon Brothers, mention Punt and Pass, Get 10 percent off that jewelry purchase. They're going to let you play golf, isn't that right Aaron?
3: Well, I, I made sure I told Sharon earlier today before I let her know that I'm golfing Monday morning that, hey, what's <laughs> your schedule right. looking like Wednesday because yes. Drew and Jackie want to go to Solomon Brothers? Oh, and by the way, I'm playing golf uh, tomorrow morning. Yeah. So so I'm doing a little – I'm dipping ahead of the, the in-store purchase, yeah. and then I'll be doing some heavy dipping after the uh, the Wednesday when we go in there. That's right. Uh, my, my, my bank account will you – know, may or may not be hurting. Uh, we'll have some fun. We'll enjoy it. And at the end of the day, you and I get to go play some more golf. So it's a
2: win-win for everyone. Absolutely. And we're going to mention Punt and Pass. Punt and Pass is going to mention Punt and Pass and get that 10% off the jewelry purchase. It's the top-rated jewelry store in both Buckhead and Alpharetta. They have the biggest selection, the best quality, the lowest prices, and we will tell you about that in-store experience. It will be totally unmatched. So check out Solomon Brothers at Solomon Brothers on social media. All right, Aaron. Happy Halloween, man. You and I just both got off the trick-or-treat trail. We were princessed out in the Butler household. I saw Madman was in his Batman garb. Uh, Braves are on right now. They're up 4-2, bottom of the second. Game 5 of the World Series. Just so much going on. What a great weekend for sports. Georgia takes care of business in a big, big way. Whooping up on Florida 34 to 7. Kentucky loses to Mississippi State. Georgia has clinched the SEC East in the month of October. It's unbelievable. Auburn beats Ole Miss. I mean, we got things happening right now. First college football playoff ranking coming out Tuesday night. What are your thoughts after the great weekend?
3: Well, it's an awesome weekend. And I'm already, you know, what was it? After as soon as. The, the Kentucky game was decided. Yeah. I get a text from my mother. Hey, Aaron, we need 10 tickets. For the <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly.
3: Today. I'm like, oh, awesome! All right, let me start working on getting tickets for everyone in the family for the SEC championship here in Atlanta. So uh, that is going to be my calls tomorrow morning to start trying yep. to find some more. Uh, also got a call with CBS. So hopefully I'll be doing the pregame show yeah. like I did a couple of years ago, which yeah. was an absolute blast. Mike, listen, you got me on board. I'm part of the team. I went to Georgia. Georgia's in the SEC championship, number one team in the country. Why would you not use me in some capacity in the pregame show? So I talked to Zucker this morning, and he's on board. And I told him, like, Zucker, you are the QB. You're the one making the decisions. You run the show. If you say, I want Aaron on the pregame show, they're going to make it happen. So we'll see how much pull Adam Zucker does have. We should get Adam on the show.
2: We do need Adam on the show. And Adam I was just going to say out voice. loud um, we will be doing something live in some capacity, punt yeah. and pass, SEC Championship week for sure. Especially if you're working the game, Aaron, whether it's Thursday or Friday, we will do something live for punt and pass, SEC Championship. It might be once, hell, it might be twice. But mark the calendars. First weekend in December, punt and pass, live activation. We did one at Sweetwater Brewery a couple of years ago. We've been to Big Sky Buckhead. Hell, we might just head into Solomon Brothers and do a live in store. Have everybody slinging some jewelry around at our new partners over at Solomon Brothers. Could have me in the Buckhead store, you in the Alpharetta store, you know, ha- have the technology why would working. Have but...
3: me in the, why would you have you in the Buckhead and I live in Buckhead we'll switch and you it live up there at the Boonies? Yeah, you know, I'm not driving
2: up to the Boonies. We'll switch don't have to. No, but hey, it's going to be a great weekend. George is in there, um, and let me just tell you right now: you called it. I was on Ole Miss this weekend. Matt Corral, look, he got hurt. He came back in, shocked at the low amount of scoring in the second half of that game. But I believe the Iron Bowl is in Auburn this year. It watch, is. Watch
3: out! <laughs> I told you this last watch week. Out, you, you did. You, you did. I'll ago, give you credit right now. You laughed me, my my co-host in the afternoon on the SEC channel. Chris Childers is laughing me out of the ballpark. I'm like, guys, trust me, this Auburn team is significantly better than what they were to start the season off. Bo Nix has, has only progressed here, especially the last two games, versus Arkansas, and then watching him versus Ole Miss. The defense is pretty good. Uh, they got Papo back at linebacker. I mean, they whole Ole Miss to 20 points, and I know Matt Corral's banged up. I know he, he left the game for about 10 to 12 plays with that ankle came back. It's still not hundred percent. They got some issues, you know, receivers are banged up. He's banged up, but still to hold Lane Kiffin and those guys to only 20 points tells you all you need to know about that side of the football. And, and, and and my biggest question mark heading into the game and kind of my, what the, the the key to success for, for Auburn going forward was you got to get tank Bigsby involved. Tank Bigsby has been, non-existent since the Penn state game really has done nothing. Yeah. Uh, and then coming into this game or not going to come into this game, but during the game this past week, 23 carries 140 yards and one touchdown finally opened it up. And I think a lot has to do with the fact that Bo Nix is playing well and throwing it well. And the receivers are running better routes. Uh They're getting open. They're making plays down the field, which is allowing for tank to run into lighter boxes. Yeah, for sure. Um, right now they're humming on both sides of the football. This is a team you don't want to face if you're a team in the West. And, and you said it. They're playing at home in the Iron Bowl, and we know crazy things yeah. happen in that football game two years ago. Bo Especially Bo Nix having already won that game. He, he's won two years ago at home yeah. as a freshman.
2: All right, so it, uh, we're taping this on Sunday night. It was announced earlier today. Auburn at Texas A&M, number 12 versus number 13 is going to be the CBS 330 game. Um, they're getting ready because they're understanding if Auburn wins this game – the SEC West is up for grabs the Saturday after Thanksgiving, Auburn versus Alabama. Unbelievable storyline. What an advantage
3: cuz Mississippi State's pretty darn good and you had I'll give you props on this one. They 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 stomped on Kentucky and Will Levis, Will was, Levis
2: looked was like yeah, he looked Horrendous awful. throwing yeah. the
3: football. Um just just turnover central for Kentucky. You can't turn the ball over and and Mississippi State is a team to me I've loved watching them all year. They just have not been able to put it together consistently. You know, one game they look good on offense, they look bad on defense. Another game they look good on defense, offense is you know good but nothing great. Will Rogers is a
2: stud, just a completion machine. So you're going there now. Now he's your guy. Will Rogers is your guy. I've been
3: on him all year. I know you have nonsense. He's 70. How can you not be on a guy that completes 75% of his passes? I know you can say all you want. They're dink and dunks. He takes what the defense gives him. And if you go back and watch this game versus Kentucky, the accuracy down the field, I mean, absolute dimes. Please, if you did not watch the game versus Kentucky, and if you have the ability to do it, go watch, because it is not just check down, check down, check down. Deep crosses, dagger routes, goes, posts, everything in the arsenal, he is letting it rip. Uh, Really, really fun to watch, this offense. I think they are feeling confident on both sides. And to me, like I said, I like Auburn better, but that's going to be a tough game in two weeks for them. They got two very – if they want to make it to Alabama, they better worry yeah. about A&M this weekend, and then they better worry about Mississippi State first before they even worry about the Iron Bowl.
2: So, I mean, I guess my question is, this, is Auburn for real? I mean, Bo Nix, The most of his questions come from his play away from home, heading into Kyle Field, 3.30, SCC on CBS game, understanding the ramifications, playing to have a chance to make it to Atlanta and keep the faith alive. To win the SEC West, are you considering? Are you considering them to be a real threat in the SEC West?
3: I mean, he played well versus Penn State, and as we saw, Penn yeah, State that's true. versus Ohio State. Oh, yeah. Penn State's a great defense; they're one of the best defenses in the country. And I thought he played pretty darn well there. Um, you know, questionable decision on that you know end of the game where he threw the inside fade to the right, uh, but I thought he played just fine there on the road, third game of the season, wide out there at Penn State. He played, as we all know, tremendous first LSU on the road. Yeah. All those, you know, ferocious yeah. plays that he was doing left and right, and making guys miss, and throwing it out of his butt and such some crazy stuff. And then versus Arkansas, a, 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 a you know middle of the pack good defense in Arkansas, he had the best game of his career. So I think you know the thought of he can't play on the road has been answered this year. You know, really, it's it's you know. I'll keep defending him, but it, to me, when you look at the beginning of the season, it was the receivers. It was the receivers weren't getting the job done. They fired their their receiver coach for a
2: reason. Yeah, yeah.
3: Tank has been up and down this season. I just think the offense and Mike Bobo right now is really getting a rhythm. And even versus Georgia, you know, I, I'm not I'm not going to say that they would have won that game by any means, but they ran right down the field. Shanker drops a touchdown pass first drive. Multiple drops throughout that football game. They had a chance to make it closer. Georgia's by far the superior football team, but they had an opportunity to make that game, you know, maybe a 10 to 14 point game instead of 34 to 10 without some of those drops and mistakes on offense.
2: I totally agree. Um, They're playing with a lot of confidence right now. And knowing that they can focus in, take care of business on the road in College Station next week and set themselves up for success. They're hosting Mississippi State. They're at South Carolina. You would assume that to be a win. And they're back at home against Alabama, who's already back up to number three in the AP and coaches poll. I mean, not shocking whatsoever. We'll we'll talk about the college football playoff rankings that are coming out Tuesday night in just a bit. But, hey, the writing's on the wall. The SEC West is going to be a bloodbath here these next four weeks, and the SEC East is taken care of already. Well, that's a good thing
3: for Georgia. Yeah, huge. You and I talked about this beginning of the season. You, know, the, the 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 thing that should give Georgia fans more confidence is the fact that the East is nowhere near what the West is this no. year, and that Georgia can can, you know, stay knock on wood relatively healthy, don't have to exert as much energy to win that side of the division, compared to if it's Alabama, if it's Auburn, if it's, you know, whoever else it may be, it really looks like it's a two-man race there on that side of the, of, of of the SEC. But it's exhausting to play in the SEC West this year. Oh, It is God. every single oh, yeah. week. It is absolutely a bloodbath. And you look at Georgia the finish the season off right now. They have Missouri, who's an awful football team. Yep. They have
2: Tennessee, who who's playing in Knoxville. Yeah, mean, that, that, yeah. That's,
3: that's gonna be an interesting game, just because Georgia hasn't faced a passing attack this year. Um, they have Georgia Tech, and then who is this? Charleston Southern. Southern. Yeah. I mean, they have three cupcake games, and you could yeah. really consider maybe four cupcake games because the town on Georgia is far superior than the town of Tennessee right now. For sure.
2: And the depth is I well. mean, they got to take like four bye weeks before you, you face Alabama or Auburn in this. So, is that good or bad? Because obviously, Georgia has been battle tested. Uh, we have said on this podcast many times, and we'll get into Georgia here in just a second that if anybody were to say, well, Georgia hasn't played anybody, you could easily make the argument that Georgia has played a lot of people, plenty of top 15 and top 10 wins, but they have made them look pedestrian because of how elite their defense is. I think that's a great case to make. But playing lesser opponents leading into a huge matchup in Atlanta, if they're undefeated, I mean, it may or may not be make or break as far as college football playoff goes. But you want to have some momentum from a – battle-testedness standpoint to know, hey, we're in this. It's going to be a 60-minute fight. We know how to battle through adversity. We know how to play in situational football. Do you, as a former quarterback, as a leader on the field, say, look, this kind of worries me a bit? I mean, maybe the Tennessee game goes late into the second half to where Georgia has to kind of lock in, make some plays to, to put the game away, but it ain't going to happen against Charleston Southern, Missouri, or Georgia Tech. They're going to go into Atlanta feeling really good about themselves.
3: Yeah, they are. And, 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 and it's tough because you, you don't want to go into a game saying we want to make this a close four-quarter game. You want to go into every single football game saying we're going to whoop their ass, and that's exactly what Georgia's doing. I mean yeah. I'm looking at you know – I'm on ESPN right now just looking at Georgia's schedule, and it's just – it's crazy. I mean this is stupid. Defensively, I know. three points, seven points, 13, 0, 0, 10, 13, 7. It's crazy. It's crazy did, you know, for all these. I had so many buddies you know, early on the season, you know, that were just giving me crap, like, you know, Alabama fans and Auburn fans. And, you know, they're saying all oh, this defense isn't that good. They haven't faced anyone. You're crazy because you and Drew on your podcast are saying that they're the best defense. George's may have ever had, especially in the past 10 to 20 years. Y'all are idiots. You don't know football. My like, dude, watch the tape. <laughs> Come this on. defense is stupid. Good. Yeah. Yeah, and and they only continue to prove it every single week, and I'm 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 being the bigger man, which it hurts me, but I just want to text all of my buddies, and I'm not, I, and I'm I'm sure they're, you know, some of them are going to be listening tomorrow when this comes out. Of course, they, you know who you are, and you can send me an apology text and say, yes, this Georgia defense is beyond elite, beyond, beyond. elite, yes, beyond elite. This is one of the best defenses I've ever, This is Kirby's best defense he's had, seventeen or eighteen, whatever it was, was great.
1: Dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. I think I might have said this
2: on a podcast a couple of weeks ago. And if I did, I apologize. I'm gonna repeat it again. But it was a I think it was before the Kentucky game. There was some beat writer, maybe on the Kentucky beat, who was saying, you know what? I'm sick of the Georgia defense hype. Georgia fans think it's the greatest defense ever. The comparisons or them saying that this defense is like the 1985 Chicago Bears is preposterous. And somebody picked up the tweet and quote tweeted it. I want to say it might have been at dog sports at dog sports on Twitter is a pretty good follow. I follow them. And they quote tweeted it and said, like the 1985 Bears question mark. That's crazy. Crazy. The 1985 Bears gave up 16.5 points per game through their first eight opponents. Georgia's giving up 6.7. You know, like, the statistics would skew way more to this Georgia defense than what everybody considers the greatest defense of all time, the 1985 Chicago Bears. I mean, if they stay on this track, I'll just say it right now, it is that elite what they do. The last three minutes of the first half in that game against Florida was unreal. Absolutely unreal. They took over the game. They yep. scored 21 points legitimately as a defense. I mean, I think you could tab all 21 points for the defense, and it's like game over, right? Yep. Florida was in it. It was 3-0 to Georgia. Well, I Georgia was more concerned about covering
3: the spread because it was my lock of the week. So yes, as as yes, that yes happened, it was. I went in there because I was like, man, because always, I always get caught if I have a late game on Saturday of— not getting showered and changed enough, and I'm kind of pushing the yeah. pushing the timing to get to the stadium when my producer wants me to get there. And as soon as Georgia scored, those I was like, man, I'm gonna take a nice, oh, ball,
2: yeah.
3: shower. I don't gotta worry about this game anymore. My lock of the week is set. There ain't no way that gonna cover the spread right now. Um, yeah, they, I mean they, they they do it every single week, whether it's turnover, they take
2: over the game,
3: sacks, TFL. It's just every single level is continuing to prove that this is the best defense that I've ever seen in my entire life. So, um, they're just good. And and Kirby said the other day, listen, it's, it's the way we recruit. There's a bunch of four and five star guys out there that they have developed. They've created a culture of, of, of competition and practice. Those guys get after it. I mean, I've never seen a practice the way they practice, whether it's spring, I've been to multiple spring practices, fall camp, she at practice three weeks ago, and they're yeah. going good on good like every other possession. I'm like they, they, they're just beating each other up in a good way, like com, com, compete, 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 earn your spot. Go out there on Saturday and ball out. So uh, sidebar real quick. Yes, please. Real, real quick because yes, this was absolutely hilarious. I was doing the uh, the Friday show on on U on Sirius, and it was me and Hester, and we were taking some calls. So it came up a caller from, from South Carolina. And he comes on. He's like, you know what, Aaron? I've, I've, I've read some message boards where you and and one of your buddies was saying that that Clemson was over. Clemson oh, yeah. Dude, array. I saw Clemson, that. Yes. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. First off, and I was like, sorry, <laughs> Drew, but I'm going to throw you under the bus Yeah, here. please. Those nope, words never get <laughs> yeah. out of my mouth. That was all Drew Butler. Yeah, that crap. So I was dying laughing. I had to defend myself real quick This I yeah. was – he was hot. like He was ready to give it to me on, on, on Sirius on Friday. I was oh, like, yeah. cool. Pump it down. I said, listen, if, we, if I need to get you in contact with Drew, I will.
2: <laughs> yes, and in my Twitter. I'll come out of these words. They're not coming out of my mouth. That's so funny. I was actually going to mention that I have it written down here. Uh, we got picked up on the Clemson message boards last week because you and I were talking about, and this is continuing on your sidebar, just essentially, hey, is Dabo getting exposed because – He doesn't have his franchise quarterback, right? Deshaun Watson into Trevor Lawrence at college football playoff every single year, competing for a national championship every single year, running through the ACC with absolutely zero competition. Everybody had thought DJU was going to be that guy, especially after how he played last year. We said, and more specifically, I said, they've got four and five stars, right? They've got all the talent in the world. Brett Venables, still there. Tony Elliott, still there. It ain't happening. Is he getting exposed, Dabo Sweeney, because he does not have top-tier franchise-level quarterback? And I said, yes, I think he is getting exposed. I said, seems like Clemson's over. I mean, my lock of the week that I did not pick was Florida State plus 9.5 because Clemson should not be a 10-point favorite against anybody. Did you see the end of that game? Yeah, All-time bad beat. So happy I did not pick that. The only way the my worst, locks could get worst worse. way for someone to
3: cover at the end. Yeah,
2: the only way that my locks could be worse this year is if I did pick that game. But <laughs> I went on Twitter. I checked my Twitter Thursday or Friday, and my shit was blowing up. And it's all these Clemson fans just hammering me. You're an idiot. Can't believe you'd say this. You don't know what you're talking about. Dabo's 15 times the coach. And I'm like, dude, I'm a Clemson fan. Like, I like Clemson. You know that. On this podcast for years, I've been stumping for Clemson. I'm like, man, my own people are stabbing me in the back. Now I'm just calling it how I see it. I don't know about DJU. I mean, Clemson struggling with everybody. They're just not that good day this year.
3: They're just not well, that good. That, that's the thing it's this year. I think they took it as Clemson is the reign of of Clemson being the dominant. Well, they team might be. It's now officially over. I see. I don't agree with that. I think that this is just one of those years. It's 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 obviously down. Yeah. I think they bounce right back next year and and are going to be in contention to win the ACC. They're just, they've recruited so well and they get so much talent on that roster where I think it's just a blip. This isn't like Florida state or where Miami is right now, where maybe they have a good year here or there. And then it's just kind of crap for like three or four years. Like I think Clemson honestly bounces back next year and is, is a 10 plus win team. We're talking about them possibly getting into the playoffs, yada, 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 you know, back to regular old business for them.
2: We'll see. I'm hesitant, but we'll see. Speaking of that though, our picks this past week, I went three and two. You went two and three. A really good weekend of action. You won your lock. Congratulations to you moving to three and six on the season. I lost my lock in embarrassing fashion. I mean, it's so bad at this point. Like I don't even know what to do. Like, I'm not seeing the board. Dude,
3: if you want to take a week off, Drew,
2: you I mean no. just take a week off, dude. I keep shopping, dude. I'm persistent. You know that about me. I'm I, only I pissed persistent.
3: off. The only thing that I pissed me off this weekend was Michigan. Michigan really pissed me off. Yeah, like I was literally, I was hot. I'm like, are you? Are you? You're up. They were 60 up by 16, points. right?
2: Yeah, 16. you are
3: kicking their butt, little brother. Tucker, Jim Harbaugh. What I say? Jim Harbaugh, man. What did just, I say? He finds a way to sabotage himself. Like, why in the world? And what did I said last week, I said the way that Michigan wins this game is McNamara has the game of his life. Why?
2: Why take him out? And he did. Why, yeah. Back why was take him out?
3: Falling out, and you freaking take him out for JJ McCarthy who fumbled. I know. Fumbled the previous possession. He fumbled the football. Luckily, the ball went out of bounds. Shocking. You have a, a three point lead. You're up three points. You have the ball in the forty yard line. All you need to do is just hold on to the football, play the field position game. If you don't get a first down, make them drive 80 yards in order to score. There's a good chance you're going to win the football game. You put your backup freshman quarterback in for God knows—I have no idea the reason why. He fumbles it on a mis-handoff with the running back. Michigan State gets it, then scores a touchdown, takes the lead. Yeah. What are we doing? I mean, th- th- these these are the mistakes. And we've talked about Kirby. With similar mistakes in the past,
2: yes, in situational football, yes,
3: fake punts, yes, this and that, like, yes. This is what separates. And I hate. I'm sorry to bring Kirby into this, but I just had to. But this is what separates Nick Saban from the rest. Yeah, he doesn't make those calls. What your quarterback is having the game of the season, and you take him out.
2: I don't know what the I mean, thought the, the, process me, is on that.
3: I've been on – I've been saying, okay, Jim, maybe he deserves to be fired. Maybe he doesn't. But after that, I'm, maybe I'm just mad because I lost that game this week, and, and I was like, damn. I was, I was really feeling good that I was going to start the day off 1-0. I like, yeah. just want to get that first win in. Yeah. And about you know midway through, I was like, all right, I'm 1-0. Drew's 0-1. F Drew, I'm feeling good about this
2: week. <laughs> this yeah. is what happens, people. Just to let you know. And this
3: is what happens. I get very competitive with this. And he just makes this stupid decision like that. Yeah.
2: It's shocking it's shocking uh that dude, that stupid decision cost you a loss on pump pass and pick you're now twenty six and nineteen on the season i'm twenty five and twenty, so one game behind you on the season, but you're three and six on your lock I'm two and seven on my locks it's it's so bad it's so bad, but speaking of stupid decisions, okay, all of our listeners can make a very smart decision by heading over to Solomon Brothers jewelers this holiday season for all your jewelry needs. Head on over to Solomon Brothers, the top rated jewelry store in Buckhead and Alpharetta at Solomon Brothers on Instagram. Check out solomonbrothers.com. They have the lowest prices on the highest quality jewelry and diamonds guaranteed. Solomon Brothers also offers interest free financing options. They have custom jewelry designs, lifetime diamond upgrades, beautiful stores with amazing service. Solomon Brothers for anyone with any budget, big or small. And again, you can make that budget go further when you mention punt and pass. You get 10% off your jewelry purchase. Aaron and I are heading there with the ladies this week. Solomonbrothers.com, our new partner right here at Punt and Pass. Drew, what's right. going on with the Braves
3: right now? What's going on? It's uh, I just pulled up my app.
2: Yeah, Houston, just a couple sack flies. It's 4-4, top of the third, two outs. Uh, Chavez is pitching now. Uh, Tucker's at bat. Guy on third, need an out here. Need an out here. Head into the f- bottom of the third and uh, keep this thing rolling. It's gonna be a late night, dude. These games go to like one a.m. It's freaking. You
3: know, it's it was crazy. Sharon and I, I think I mentioned last week, we went to the soccer
2: game. Yeah, I'm I'm the new biggest fan of. Oh, of it's freaking two hours hockey. in and out. You two almost wish, is- yeah, you almost wish they lasted a little bit longer because like you don't even have time. If you sit like in a box or if you're in premium seating, which is you know where I like to sit if I go to the game. Well, I mean, you don't even get to watch the, real- the game. You're in and out.
3: It's crazy. Oh my god, we we went there. My neighbor has great tickets. They gave us four tickets last week. We were sitting down. We in the where you go to the field level and you have underneath. What, what
2: day were you there? Wednesday. I was there Wednesday. Oh, so was I. Oh, <laughs> I never even knew you were there. Well, let's let's let's
3: link up for a game, I'm but glad I'm glad Those we're close games friends. Were freaking awesome. Yeah, they're so. Fun. I was home by ten o'clock. Yeah, they're game so started at seven thirty. I was home at ten. Yeah, I mean my game this weekend, my game Friday or Saturday night, excuse me, Fresno State, San Diego State. Fresno State with the big not, I wouldn't guess not upset because they were favored, but they San Diego State was undefeated heading into the game. Lasted three hours and fifty minutes.
2: It's it's crazy. Dude. I
3: mean, I'm drained. I'm physically drained. Yeah. As you should be. Dude, I'm like, I have
2: nothing left to say. Like, why is this game lasting three hours and fifty minutes? College football half times are the worst. College football half times like I head to Publix. I do laundry. I clean up the house. I get honey do lists done on yep. Saturdays during college. Well, I, football go all the,
3: I go to all the, uh, the 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 like I go like the president's suite and get like a meal.
2: Dude, it's and awful. Hang out and it's it's thirty five minutes. It's yeah. crazy how long it is, and it elongates the game so long you get disinterested. That's the conversation for another time, but. Come on. Uh, sorry. Two on in the Braves game, two outs, no check swing. They got to get Bregman out here. They got to get Bregman out. All right. Uh, one more thing I want to touch on. We talked about Georgia a pretty good bit. They dismantled Florida. Dan Mullen on the hot seat. I think he's just going to simply fire Todd Grantham at the end of the season. It's not Todd's get fault, year. though. But, you know, they don't have a guy the who can throw. The has been the issue. Yeah, they like, don't have like, a guy who can throw. Tell me this. The offense, the defense
3: wasn't the issue. For, I mean, a little bit for LSU. issue. But the offense has turned the ball over left and right. The offense turned the yeah. ball over left and right versus Georgia. The defense kept them in the damn game. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't Grantham on the defense's fault. This was this was on Dan, but, I mean, you do you do need a scapegoat. You need to blame someone, um, and obviously we know who he's going to blame. I want to get from you, Drew. First uh, playoff's coming out.
2: Yeah, yeah. Who's your four. Let's All right. Go. Uh, okay, I'll give you what my four. Uh, hold on one second, though. Before I get that, you're throwing me off base. You can't be the host. I'm the host here. I'm just kidding.
3: You're watching the Braves
2: game. I know. So I'm so, so quick, off I'll track. Quick Here's my off. question, just though, just real thing? quick, because I was shocked at this. I was so locked in on the Florida-Georgia game, and I don't know if you were hearing this as well because you're on radio every day. But like, I woke up Saturday morning, and it was like every sharp that I listened to, every respected gambler or better that I listened to was like, oh, Florida plus 14. Florida. Love Florida. Love oh. Florida. I was like, really? R- did you hear this same as well? I was like. I don't see how Florida will score 14 points. I yeah. was really shocked at that. It went as you and I expected. Did you hear that as
3: well? I did. I heard a lot of people saying, you know, week off, rivalry game, the defense yeah, isn't like, as bad what? as we think it is for Florida. You know, Georgia's offense is still questionable. Florida can make this thing close, this and that. I'm like, I don't care.
2: So you did hear it.
3: I did hear it. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, I don't care what you think about Georgia's offense and Florida's defense. There's no way Florida can score against Georgia. That's exactly what I not. thought. There's no way they can score. No, I,
2: I totally agree. You know,
3: Georgia, like, what I, I mean, my score was almost there. I said the game would be thirty-five to ten.
2: Yeah, I think I texted somebody thirty-eight 14, to ten, something
3: like that. I said. I mean, they just they, it was going to be a late score too. That that you know got them to double digits. If it did happen, they just they, they they're not good enough to score on Georgia right now.
2: Yeah, yeah, I. I I totally agree. All right, sorry to uh, railroad you there. CFP, preview, top four. Number one, Georgia, obviously, right? Number two, I don't think they're putting Cincinnati at number two. No, not after this weekend, they're not. I think they're going to put Oklahoma at two. You think Oklahoma at two? I think Oklahoma, what they
3: did at Texas Tech this weekend, they're undefeated. You know they're going to win the Big What about Michigan State? They're not going to push Michigan State up that far. They're not. I still think Ohio State's going
2: to be ahead of Michigan State. Okay. Um, so let's do a collective. So we're, we're going to say Oklahoma at two. Um, I think you put Cincinnati at three, or do you think they throw Cincinnati at four and just I, really see, this set is themselves the up? Because
3: right? to me, if Cincinnati is not two, the committee's saying that Cincinnati's not going to be there at the end of
2: the day. 100%. 100%.
3: Cincinnati, I'm sorry, but you ain't making the playoffs unless a bunch of other crap happens. And
2: you saw college game days going to Cincinnati this weekend. So are they, ESPN's what kind are of playing their flag. The only good thing for
3: Cincinnati is you know, the, the the great thing for them the rest of this season, uh, I'm pulling up their schedule right now, is the fact actually that Houston won this weekend. So they can play a, a, a good team in SMU here in a few weeks, and then if they beat SMU, then play Houston, who could be ranked at the time with one loss. So that gives them two – Top 25-ish wins to finish the season off, uh, and they should be primetime games as well. So I think that may help their their case. But I'm telling you right now, if they are not two in the first rankings,
2: yeah, they
3: ain't going to be in it at the end. The, the committee then has made their mind up about where they believe Cincinnati is.
2: Okay, so do we both agree that Sidsey will be in the top four of the first college football playoff ranking? Because I'm sitting here going, they might be at five. Ohio State and Alabama could easily be put in front of Cincinnati on Friday or Tuesday night. Excuse me, it could be I mean, why Georgia. Why would you
3: not put? Why would you put? Not put Michigan State over there? Well, that's
2: what I'm saying. There's so yeah, many. I mean,
3: what, what? 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 If you want to compare right now, and just say, okay, undefeated, undefeated, Michigan. And this hurts me because you know how much I love Cincinnati. I know we both do, but we stay in Cincinnati. Win. They have a better. I mean, Cincinnati's wins this year are Indiana who's Notre not Dame. very good. And Notre Dame, I guess right now is a good win, but I, Notre Dame's not a good football team. They 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 keep winning, so I guess they are a good team at 7-1, but I don't believe they're elite football team. They're a top 15 team, so I guess it's a quality win. Um, but that's it. You know, Michigan State just beat Michigan. Huge game.
2: Yeah, down they got a running back now yeah. that's going to
3: be in New York to 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 be a Heisman finalist. Beast, how do you Kenneth put Walker. How do you put Cincinnati over Michigan State? Power five versus a group of five undefeated better win I would say for Michigan state compared to what Cincinnati
2: has. This is why I have said since the beginning, they should televise the college football playoff committee meetings, put it on C-SPAN. I don't care how long it is. I don't care how boring it is. Put it on C-SPAN, put it on ESPN news. I want to know what they're talking about. I want to know what's being said behind closed doors. I want to know how they justify whatever the hell they're going to do on Tuesday night before they trot out whoever the executive committee director is. And he's got to go get on camera and give his ridiculous speeches. Freddie Freeman, home run, bottom of the third, no outs. Atlanta Braves up 5-4
3: but 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 I want to say right now like just because Cincinnati started the year off and that's a problem with rankings before yeah. a certain part of the season is Cincinnati was ahead of Michigan State to start the year but right now Michigan State's a better football team and they have better wins and they're in a better conference
2: I want to hear somebody say that and I want to see somebody give a rebuttal to that. I think it'd be great television.
3: What else are you going to say? I think I, it'd like, be great and TV. this is coming from a guy who loves Cincinnati over here and who wants to see them I in agree. the playoffs but they should not be ranked ahead of Michigan State.
2: I totally you put them agree. side
3: by side right now. They should not be ranked ahead of ahead of Michigan State. So Let me to tell me, you. to me, if I was making my decision, this is not this is different from where I think it's going to be. Like if I was if I was in charge and I had to make my four this weekend, it'd go Georgia one, Oklahoma two.
2: It's very it's tough. Alabama three, Michigan State four. Wow. So we're Ohio State, Ohio State five, five, Cincinnati six.
3: Uh, uh, I'd go Cincinnati 5, Ohio State 6.
2: Yeah, I I'll tell to you see. right now uh, the biggest Fugazi team in all of college football is Wake Forest. Wake Forest, I mean, I know they're 8 0. I know they're like, you know, class of the ACC, high powered offense. They don't play anyone, G- though. I, they though. They, 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 tr- they, they have a yeah. chance to go undefeated. <laughs> they are. I hope they go undefeated. They will get exposed in such a big way. I, hope they don't, I don't because I don't
3: want to see them take a spot of someone who deserves it. That's my. They won't
2: because they haven't played anybody. I think they are the most overrated team, and they're really not even. If they're undefeated, overrated. they're
3: going to be in there, though, Drew. If they're undefeated, you're not going to not put an undefeated ACC team in. And you look at their schedule right now; they haven't played one team that's ranked.
2: Yeah, give me yeah, yeah. I mean, and they're not
3: going to play a team that's ranked. UNC's not ranked. NC State's not ranked. Clemson's not ranked. BC's not ranked. The next, the team that they're going to face that's going to be ranked is going to be is Pittsburgh still ranked after their loss this weekend? It'll be uh, Pittsburgh. Yeah, but well,
2: that would be in the ACC, ACC Championship game, yeah.
3: And that's if that's if Pittsburgh and Pittsburgh's not ranked right now. So they're going they could go 13-0 without playing a ranked opponent.
2: I can't wait to check it out. I love it. This is the best time of the year. This is when punt and pass really I starts to don't. take I off. mean it's
3: kind of kind of to me I I, I want to see them have – I want to see it so I can see if they if, if, if they are willing to put them in it. But I'm also scared to see them put it in and take it away from, say, an undefeated Cincinnati, who I think is a way better football team than Wake Forest.
2: Yeah, I would go UGA 1, Oklahoma 2, I think Alabama 3, Cincinnati 4, Ohio State. Or Michigan State five and six, right? Keep this the is Big what Ten. You would do, or yeah. your, what you're This is what I would do. I think so you, you keep. You think you would put
3: Cincinnati before Michigan
2: State? Yeah, because I think what you do as the committee, or what I always do, is I would put uh, the Big Ten's all about to eat each other alive, right? So you're yeah. going to have the opportunity to throw those guys right ahead of Cincinnati. I think that's what you would do. So, be interesting. Um, all right, let's get out of here. One more thing, though. Stetson Bennett didn't play his best game was looking at the boards, looking at the Twitter, looking at social media. People were like, why didn't JT play? Guys, we don't know. I have no idea why JT didn't play. I was glad Stetson started. I thought he deserved a start. Let's put it this way. Stetson did not have his best game. He admittedly said so after the game. Georgia still dominated, right? Stetson, very timely turnovers. Third down turnovers, long throws, almost like punts. You know, you give that up to a much better team, they might take advantage of it. But situationally, not killer. Here's the thing. Nolan Smith, after the game, Aaron, this is what you and I have been talking about for weeks and weeks. Nolan Smith, after the game, said to the media, I read what you guys write. I read the articles. I look at social media. I listen to the radio. I shouldn't do that, but I do. And I hear what you say about Stetson. We trust Stetson. He's a blue-collar guy. He works his ass off. He's prepared week in and week out. I trust him. And I go, there you have it. That's all you need. They trust Stetson, right? On Saturday, who's going to be there? Stetson. On Saturday, when shit goes sideways, who's going to be in the huddle? Stetson. On Saturday, when things are going well, who's going to be there? Stetson. They trust Stetson. Trust is everything. I don't think you could say that about JT right now. I think that also plays into the coaching staff as well. I don't know. I don't know, but Stetson Bennett, not his best game. In Jacksonville, Georgia won 34-7. It's like, what more do you want? I just, uh, I really think
3: there's still the fans out there, and I, I, I'm somewhat on board with the thought of, is this still offensively, is this good enough to beat Alabama? Is it good enough to beat Oklahoma? Is it good enough to beat uh, some of these other teams, Ohio State? And 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 I'll go back to what we talked about last week, Drew, is the fact that you know LSU two years ago didn't have this kind of defense. No. They had to score 50 points a game to win. Alabama last year did not have this type of defense. They had to score yeah. in the 40s and 50s to win. Georgia does not have to. Plus, they're not having to face – I mean, Ohio State is a good offense. They are not elite. Alabama is a good offense. They are not Alabama of last year. Yeah. Like – this defense is far superior than the offenses they're going to face. Where I'm not, I don't feel like Ohio State, Alabama, anyone else right now on a neutral site can score more than 30 points against this defense.
2: Yeah, no, neither do I. 100%. Agree
3: I don't think with you. any team right now could score 30 points against George's defense.
2: 100%. Agree with you. Uh, before I let you go, talk to me about those interceptions, underthrown. Like one of them looked like maybe a broken well, round.
3: So it was a double post. Um, so I think it, it's a, the the second one was tough. So you're reading the high safety and so you got two posts coming from the left side. The high safety is is all you do is reading him. If he gets, you know, you're reading the depth, width and hips of the safety. If he gets deep, you're probably going to throw the underneath safety. You'll throw it across the field and let that number two receiver catch it. If he goes and takes the number two receiver, Trying to use hands here. So for those watching Watching
2: YouTube, YouTube. check out YouTube. So if
3: the safety sees it and he takes the number one inside receiver, then you're one-on-one the outside. You're going to throw the big post. What Florida did, which was great, is the inside nickel or low safety is one of the two. Whoever was lined up on the number two inside receiver, he actually passed off the post to the safety. So then he took the responsibility of the safety. So Stetson, it's tough because you're reading the safety – you see the safety jump the number two receiver. You're like, okay, good. I got one on one the outside. I'm gonna let it rip. Easy touchdown completion or contested catch, whatever it may be. He didn't see the number two defender pass off the inside post to the safety and then himself become the new safety. If all that mumble jumble makes
2: sense, it certainly does. And I'm gonna cut that clip and put it on our Twitter tomorrow so everybody can understand what you just said. But I, I anyway, totally I mean, agree. I'll, you I'll, see I'll, it and you're like, that wasn't right. Something just went wrong. So yeah, it just it was just credit to, good to Florida. Job. I, by Florida passing it off. Awesome. I'm trying to remember the first one. The first one uh, was an underthrown. The first it? one was um, underthrown. Yeah, almost like threw it at, straight at two people. But it was like a long third down. Oh, yeah,
3: yeah. No, no, no. It was the one where the, the – that was a bad one. It was the, when the tight end was running the wheel route.
2: That's right. It was almost like and Fitzgerald just, and Kiaris were in the same spot.
3: Yeah, I think he just was like, this play worked in practice and I want to make this work in the game. And it just – Florida did a great job. They did not bite on the wheel route. Uh, DB stayed back in coverage and should have been a check down or throw the ball to balance. That was that to me, that was a bad interception. The second one was, I mean, there's a lot of quarterbacks that yeah. would have thrown that I would have thrown it and yeah. not known that guy took it over the safety position.
2: Absolutely. Well, Georgia playing Missouri this weekend, Aaron, we're going to miss you, man. You know, we're honoring coach Rick at halftime, which is going to be yeah. great. And all the former team captains have been invited up. So I'll be there with Jackie, which will be Awesome um and obviously aaron murray a huge team captain one of the greatest georgia players in the coach mark rick era he'll be working he'll be out on the west coast but i might wear an 11 jersey and just rep dude, my you're guy, making me feel like aaron i need murray. to call cbs and ask for the weekend off i'll call him for you let's do that i'll call him for you but uh we'll miss you brother it'll be great and i will i might yeah i should just wear an 11 jersey i'll yeah, do that please i'll do that it's gonna be a great week man it's gonna be a great week november what is going on dude the time Frickin' Mm. flies by when college football starts. That means Thanksgiving's right around the corner. That means it's engagement season. It's jewelry season. Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, whatever you celebrate is right around the corner. So make sure that you win some brownie points on the home front. Make your significant other happy. Head on over to Solomon Brothers Jewelry. It's the largest diamond and jewelry inventory in the Southeast. Family owned and operated since 1982. Over 35 years Top-rated jewelry store in Buckhead and Alpharetta. It's for anyone with any budget, big or small, and you can make that budget go further. When you mention Punt and Pass, you get 10% off your jewelry purchase. They have the biggest selection, the best quality, the lowest prices, and the in-store experience is totally unmatched. Aaron and I will tell you about that on Thursday's episode of Punt and Pass at Solomon Brothers on Instagram, SolomonBrothers.com. Aaron, anything on the way out, my man?
3: Another fun week, man. Yeah, brother. Another fun week and a little golf tomorrow morning. Ooh, I need good it. for I you. I've so long. Good for oh.
2: you. And the weather will yeah, be I'll crispy be nice. Good for
3: you. Lose a bunch of golf balls. I'm going to bring up the Auburn golf balls that yeah, I was spray them all over the place. About a month ago because I know I'm going to play like crap tomorrow out there. So I'm not going to be worried about looking for balls in the woods because I really don't want these golf balls anyways.
2: I love it. I love it. Well, hey, Braves are up 5-4. One on, two outs, bottom of the third. I'm going to go watch this game, probably go to bed at about 1.30 tonight. Follow us on social media, at Punt and Pass on Twitter and Instagram. Aaron is at AaronMurray11. I'm at DrewButler, PuntandPass.com.
0: We will talk to you on Thursday. See you.
1: Hey everybody, Buck Blue here, and as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President, Stacey Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit jimellis.com or stop by any of their 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. This morning in North Carolina, wheels are spinning. Determination is winning. A passion is now a thriving business. And it shows no signs of slowing down